Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. I'm Matthew. I work in TV development. And until now, I have never watched Survivor. And I'm David, and I've been covering Survivor since season one of the U.S. version over 23 years ago. And you can hear more about my history if you're interested at the beginning of our episode one and two podcast. Usually this podcast is dedicated to the traitors, but David and I have joined forces to take a detour and cover the new season of Survivor UK. Each week, we're going to give you a new twist on covering Survivor by not just recapping the two episodes, but looking at both of them from our two very different points of view. So whether you are new to Survivor or a veteran of watching many seasons, we'll have you covered. Yes, and I think that, uh, you know, this week especially, we have uh, a, a lot of things going on that it'll be interesting to see your viewpoint on. And... Uh, I mean, I'm actually I'm just going to jump right into it because there's one thing right off the bat in episode seven. With, I think I know what you're going to say. Yeah. Day 16. <laughs> and Joel does this little intro for us, which is weird to me. Now, has he been doing this all season and I somehow just noticed it? Or is this the first time uh, where he talks about it? Um... He's like, Hannah is coming to terms with the fact that her tribe mates sided with the ex-Calatonians to vote out Ren. Um, I normally skip the little recap section, so I have no idea. No, but this isn't the <laughs> recap. This is like after his recap, he's like, and now we're playing Survivor. And then oh. we're back on the island and he's still talking. I don't oh, maybe remember him doing. I, I, I guess I, I guess, you know, if I would have you know, had time, I would have done my research, gone back to the previous episodes and checked, but it just stuck out to me so much in this episode okay. that I, I don't think it has happened. And okay. it's like, why, why are you telling us, Joel? Yeah. Why not let Hannah tell us that she's coming to terms with the fact that they voted out Ren? I, you know, cause we do get some of Hannah's own words, but not about that. Yeah. 
that's not what I thought you were going to say. Okay. <laughs> I thought you were going to talk about something else, but I think I've jumped ahead a little bit. So I'll wait until we get. There. Okay. Cause yeah, that is not done on us or uh, as far as I remember any survivor, you know, if it has been someone, you know, comment, email, hit me up on Twitter, whatever, and point it out to me because it just seemed so out of left field for me to them, you know, to have Joel like telling us what's going on in the show itself. And he I does guess. it several other times too. Yeah. Well then if it, if it, you noticed it and it is new, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they have, you know, Joel has recorded that very recently, you know, maybe, you know, as the show is being broadcast, mm. maybe they're, you know, they're thinking about how it's been received. They're looking at viewing figures. They're, they're seeing what works, what, what doesn't work. Maybe, maybe it's just a, a method. They, they think, right. We, we, but we still want new viewers who are not going to go back and watch the first six episodes. How can we get in people? It, it, maybe it's just an attempt to catch people up as well as the little recap, right? We'll, we'll have Joel narr- do a bit of narration. Let's get Joel in. Joel record some extra bits of, of ADR for us. I, I don't know. I Yeah, it's possible. I don't know. I just, it's very strange to me. Uh, you know, I mean, it's it's probably not as strange to you, uh, but it's very strange in the context of Survivor to me. Okay. Um. So anyway, moving on from there, uh, Ashley uh, tells Hannah, that if there was any alternative, she wouldn't have voted out Ren. She just didn't trust her. So there was an alternative. You just didn't want to. <laughs> yeah. It's not that there wasn't an alternative. There were plenty of alternatives. There were at least three from Calaton who were alternatives. You just didn't want to vote them out, Ashley. <laughs> you know? But with that said... She and Christopher want original Lanena to stay together now. So it's like, we turned against you, but come back home. Um, and meanwhile, the original Calatonians are happy to see this mini civil war. Yeah, that's like a running theme throughout the two episodes, I think. this For some of the players, mm-hmm. uh, an almost obsession with the, the OG tribe. Yes. And I have questions to raise about it later but uh it's definitely something i noticed that well i'm calling it an obsession because i i think it's a, a negative <laughs> thing um and i don't i i understand the idea of loyalty and building mm-hmm. up friendships and alliances but i think there's also a downside to being very obsessive about who you were originally in the tribe with especially since there there've been a couple of changes at this point and spoiler we we know that for next weekend we're going to see like right. the merge so i i think some of them are too fixated on their their origin like matthew has this phrase where he says that his blood runs orange yes <laughs> I think, matthew you should see someone about that yeah i thought that too i'm like yeah, <laughs> yeah calm, calm down, matthew. all right and that is it is fairly typical in survivor that whatever tribe you're originally on, that is where your loyalty is. You know, you're with yeah. them for the first however many days and you are loyal to them. And it's it's strange in a way because it's just random or how producers put you there. And yet now you're supposed to be, 
you know, loyal till death to these people. <laughs> but on the other hand, they're the ones you know, and you know if you can trust them or not. Sure. Now, yeah. as we will see over the course of these two episodes, there is that issue of, well, just because we were on the same tribe, if we weren't in an actual alliance together, does that mean anything? You know, just because we wore the same colored buffs, does that really yeah. mean anything? And in new at what's called new era U.S. survivors, so it's survivor uh, 41 and on, there has been a lot more mixing. And a, a good chunk of the reason for that is because it's a quicker game. It's only 26 days. You're not with the original tribe as long. It's only six players per tribe. So there's mm -hmm. three tribes. And there's been just a lot more of this cross-tribe stuff going on until this season. And this season, the person who was just voted out of U.S. Survivor when she did her exit interviews said, yeah, I didn't expect all the people from that tribe to stick together because it just hasn't been done for the past four seasons. Mm -hmm. And now here they are doing it. And it surprised me. And so I think a lot of it is a factor of who you really feel you can trust. Yeah. And Leilani, who we'll get to, Leilani's loyalty is the most ridiculous. And we have talked about this in a previous you know, podcast, at least. She was voted out. And still she's like, I am loyal to them till death, you know? And it's yeah. like... Yeah. They didn't they want you. <laughs> you out. I understand maybe one of them was her friend or even two of them, but they would have sent you out of the game if it hadn't been for the twist. So, I, I mean, I guess she's just telling herself. Am I am I right? In, am I misremembering this? When they voted that episode, they knew that the person they were yes. voting out wasn't really going home. So I guess she's convincing herself, oh, they didn't want rid of me. They wanted me to be a spy. They tr something like that. Like yeah, I thought they did not a great job of being convincing in that way. But apparently to her mind, they were brilliant. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I think you're right. She's convincing herself like my friends would never vote me out. Therefore, <laughs> it must be. Uh, so. So, yeah, there's you know, it is typical to be very tribe loyal in older survivor which i would equate survivor uk right now to you know older type survivor play yeah and, and, and when you say new era does that mean from covid years yes onwards? yeah so the past couple of years the past four seasons um and you know before then just to continue our tangent here uh before then there were a lot of themed seasons in uh in survivor us and australian survivor and so you could have something like brains versus beauty versus brawn and or you could have the strangest one was heroes versus healers versus hustlers <laughs> yes exactly and if you are on a themed type of tribe it kind of names you yeah uh, another one, David's versus Goliath's. Okay. Okay. And so if you are named, you're a David, you're a hero, whatever you are. You are a David. 
Well, yes, I am a David and I am a hero. Uh, so um, I actually have a picture with me wearing a David's T-shirt with Davy, the David from David's versus Goliath. Uh, so, yes. Um, but I, I when you are in a named tribe like that, it is, in my opinion, more difficult to switch. Yeah, you know, it seems like you, you've been you have more to connect you than just right. the words that you, yes. you've been put together because you actually share something in common. Right. Or at least the producers claim you share something. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, but here it's just random and, you know, or essentially, you know, essentially random. And, yeah. and here we are. Um, so, with that, we can uh, end our tangent for the moment and go back to the, the show. So we're still at the very beginning and we're, they're switching us to Calaton, where Joel does another weird intro thing about Doug and Pegleg ensuring that they are helping out around camp. And it's like, this is just so weird, Joel. Stop it. <laughs> um, Doug tells us himself that he feels like he's in the bottom two, which brings me back to what I said last week about well, then maybe you shouldn't have swapped, Doug. Uh, and he reminds us of something that last week I had totally forgotten. His idol was limited to three tribal councils, and now it's expired. Yeah, this is exactly what I was going to ask about. I I didn't know that that was the case. He had did, said did it I just at the time. It? Yeah, you must have missed it. We actually discussed it a little I, I, bit. Yeah, I remember us talking about, but I thought mm. we were just talking about it theoretically no. from a US survivor. I didn't realize Doug, Doug, it had been explained to Doug. So I was, mm -hmm. at this moment, I was taken aback. I was like, oh, wait, what? So it's done? Oh, that was came to nothing. Okay. Yes, yes it came. <laughs> well, it came to nothing for him. It got Ren voted out or it helped to well, get yeah, Ren yeah. voted out. <laughs> um, so to my mind, as we're watching at this point, you know, without jumping ahead, uh, that makes it even worse that he swapped and further worse that he told Pegleg about it because at the time they showed Pegleg being like, oh, now I don't know if I can trust him. And of course, all that's been erased now. It's like it didn't yeah. happen. Yeah. Um, and so... Yeah, I, I didn't understand why he did it. I do think, spoiler alert, as we move forward, I do think we get some hints, and I'll I'll mention those when we get to them. Um, But with all this, it looks like Lawrence and Chai may save him because they're looking for a way to get into a better position themselves, and they think it would be uh, a good way to get rid of Jess, who is close to Nathan and the Calatons who swapped to the other tribe. And the thing is, if they do that, they think Nathan would be very upset. But Lawrence figures, eh, Nathan will be upset at shy. So I'm okay with that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, shy approaches Pegleg and Doug to, uh, you know, kind of plant this idea with them. And with that, they get tree mail and the tribes go to the reward challenge. Now, Doug has, to my mind, an interesting reaction to seeing that Ren was voted out. I thought he'd be upset. But he laughs and says, wicked. I I don't know if he's just putting on a good face for his old tribe mates or what's going on with him there. Yeah, I, I actually I noticed throughout these episodes, I think Doug is a pretty good actor. Mm -hmm. uh, I think he's quite good at 
pretending and uh, thinking fairly quickly. Uh, and you're not just saying pretty... that because he's Scottish, right? <laughs> well, all Scottish people are very quick at thinking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I've been completely unbiased. Um, <laughs> as we arrive at the challenge, by the way, I don't know if you notice the... The racial aspect on the screen changes as they have these like establishing shots of the beach hmm. and the challenge all set up. It goes into like cinematic widescreen and then it jumps back to normal. I did not I, it just that. really stood out to me and I I I just found it a bit strange <laughs> for the, the ratio to mm -hmm. switch. It's like watch I don't know, it's like going to an IMAX cinema and seeing a film and some scenes are in IMAX and some scenes aren't and you have to like shift between. Anyway. Uh, it's just something I noticed. It was rather <laughs> okay. odd. I did not notice that. No, <laughs> you'll notice it next time. Yes, yes. Um, so anyway, this challenge is one we've definitely seen before in other series. Everyone on each tribe lines up, holds up discs between them, and the last tribe to still have a disc uh, held up wins an Indian takeaway delivered to camp. Yes. Um. So we go into it. Nathan and Shai immediately put down the disc between them to relieve some pressure so they can each concentrate on the other side. Yeah, I was I was very confused by this. Um, I I kind of understood it a little bit more as time went on, but mm -hmm. it just made me think back to the challenge from a few episodes back when they're in the water, two teams yeah. are in the water and they're running around. And one of the teams has the idea that, oh, we'll just have some people drop out straight away. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't go well for them at all. So here, when they immediately put one of the discs down, I didn't get it. I, I thought, why are they, why, why? Right. <laughs> why? Well, and especially between Nathan and Shy, because to my mind, if you're going to do that, Nathan and Shy should be, because it splits them into two groups of three. Mm -hmm. Nathan and Shy should be the ones in the middle of the groups of three. They are the strongest people on the tribe. Yeah. Why are they next to each other and putting one down? And then, yeah, I, 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 I did not get that at all. I mean, I assume that the logic is, oh, it's easier to just focus on on one right. arm. But I mean, is it really easier to? You know, your other arm is just not doing anything. <laughs> so yeah, I, I mean, sure. I, I think it is easier. But again, those are the two who should be literally bearing the most weight yeah yeah uh, so yeah um so anyway uh on lanena leilani was on the end and she drops so she's out then jess on calaton can't do both sides anymore so she drops and doug is out and then as jess is trying to adjust she kind of stops paying attention and is out uh hannah drops so that tanuke can focus on just one disc and then after uh, over 50 minutes, Shy is out, supposedly so Lawrence can focus on his disc with peg leg. But I think that was an excuse and he just couldn't keep going himself. He's like, yeah, I'll, I'll get out so you can focus over there. <laughs> uh, uh huh. OK, sure. <laughs> um, about 20 minutes later, Lawrence wants peg leg to adjust, but they don't seem to be communicating very well. And peg legs like, no, I don't want to go down that low. No, no, yeah. no. Adjust, adjust. And then it just ends up slipping and that's the end of it and yeah so lanena wins and they head to the uh to the uh, indian takeaway and stuff themselves yes it looks 
uh, delicious. Uh, there, there's a shot of Ashley, and at that point, I wondered how the hell is Ashley still here? <laughs> she has, there have been at least two challenges that she's sat out, possibly even three. And I just thought, if I was on this tribe, <laughs> I would be kind of looking at Ashley going, what, how, how are you a part of this? this? Something's not right here. I'm not sure what Ashley is bringing to the table at all. A number right now. Uh, you know, I mean, <laughs> She, you know, she was one of the blondes who uh, Lee wanted to target, but she was the blonde <laughs> who stuck around and somehow suddenly, you know, bloomed into uh, someone who could sit out without getting in trouble, I guess. Yeah, it's it's strange to me. Yeah. So after that, uh, we move to day 17 and Calaton is talking. Uh, Shy and Lawrence tell Nathan that they're going to tell Doug and Pegleg that they're voting Jess. But of course, they're all solid. Uh, Nathan informs Jess, and uh, she is less than happy about this idea of her name being out there. Uh, over at Lenena, Christopher is thinking maybe they should throw the challenge and get rid of the strong Calaton people like Tanuke and Matthew. And, of course, we already knew this from the previous. But Ashley says they have to do it in a non-obvious way. And we also know from the preview that's not going to happen. Um, <laughs> so we we get to the immunity challenge. And this is a variant of challenges that are fairly common on Survivor. Swim to a wooden cage, climb over the cage, dive down, get something, you know, lug it out. In this case, it's wooden chests. They have to open an underwater gate, get the chest to the beach, up a ramp, uh, get puzzle pieces, and then put together an arch puzzle. Now, I've actually put together a smaller version of an arch like this at the uh, St. Louis uh, Gateway Arch. Uh, and it's it, it's in the kids section, but, you know, it's, it's still <laughs> fun. Um, so it's not easy, but you could figure out the trick to it. Um, now, that didn't have symbols on it that you also had to pay attention to. So, you know, that may come into play here. Um, and before they start, Chris says the throw is on. So. <laughs> I... <laughs> I have so many thoughts about Chris across these two episodes. Yeah. So Chris wants to throw the challenge. I understand his explanation of it. Mm -hmm. It's because he wants to end up at tribal council and get rid of some of the infiltrators. Yes. I I just think, is it just me or is this incredibly risky? Yes. Like if you throw the challenge, you lose how can you be so sure your team won't turn on you, especially if you make it incredibly obvious that you were wasting your time in the challenge, which he does a yeah. very good job of. Um, so I, I was confused when he suggested the plan and even more confused as the challenge ensues and he is so blatantly being an idiot. Um, <laughs> and, and, and that comes up in the next episode as well, which we'll get yeah. to, but I, I mean, what, is this a is this a I'm guessing this isn't the first time this has happened in Survivor. Correct. And yes. So there have been times where it's like, OK, we want to get rid of this person so badly for whatever reason, whether it's been a swap and like this situation. It's not so much that they want to get rid of Tanuke or Matthew. It's that they want to save Doug and Pegleg. And they presume well, yeah, Doug yeah, and Pe yeah. Pegleg are on the chopping block. And it also has the benefit of getting rid of a strong original Calatonian. So it's, you know, this double benefit, but yes, 
Chris has to be confident and Ashley, they have to be confident that like Hannah, who they just flipped against in the prior vote, isn't going to flip against them. Yeah. And there have been throws of both types. There have been throws where, yes, the throw works and it ends up, uh, you know, they get rid of the person that they wanted to get rid of. And there have been throws that, no, it turned on them. And so a few seasons ago, well, a couple uh, seasons ago on Survivor, U.S. Survivor, there was a guy who said he was going to throw. Or after the fact, he said he was throwing, I guess. And it seemed to me that he was throwing. I have uh, had had a uh, debate a few times with one of his tribe mates who said now she was not there at the time anymore. She had already been voted out. But she said, just knowing him, there's no way he was throwing. He just wanted to cover up for the fact that he screwed up. <laughs> he didn't do it. <laughs> um, but he seemed very sure that his nemesis, uh, another woman on the tribe, was going to be voted out. And then he was voted out instead uh, or. Was it him or his ally? I can't remember at this point, but one of, one of them was voted out instead. And so it obviously did not go the way that he expected. So, yes, it is a risk. They just believe so strongly in this original Lenena group of four that they're willing to do it. Which I wouldn't believe so strongly. And after you just turned on them. Yeah. But. You know, Christopher and Ashley seem to believe in them. And, um, you know, I I don't think Hannah would have flipped. Probably we know Lee wouldn't have flipped. I, I doubt Hannah would have, but it's possible. So I also don't get the impression that Ashley's convinced. I, I feel like, you know, Chris talks to her about it and he goes ahead and very deliberately tries to mess things up. Yeah, but she I, said I something like she was. would she would give a signal and then yeah. all we have is his word that like she nodded at me, you know, or whatever. But well, uh, OK, so she nodded at you. Does that mean that was the signal? You know? Yeah, I think he's just, um, again, convincing himself. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so we'll go through the challenge here. Calaton takes the lead. And, you know, I'm sure that Christopher is doing some things to slow them down. It's not immediately obvious other than his kind of initial slow swim. Um, as thing con things continue, I do see a number of other opportunities where he could have done more to slow them down in a hidden way, but he doesn't really seem to be doing a whole lot. Um, and so then once they get to the arch part, he's, you know, this is where, you know, he's <laughs> definitely doing certain things and it definitely looks obvious. Like yes. there's, there's at least a couple times where he drops one or throws one and goes, oops. Um, and then he puts the goggles back on for no reason and does a cartwheel on the beach. And at one point he's like lying on the beach in like a fetal position. And I, I, I don't, I don't know if people aren't seeing him, you know, the drops, I guess, you know, I could understand um you know about okay maybe it's you know a lot of them are standing next to him so they can't tell if he just here i am showing you on video but you know this is an audio podcast so that's not helpful <laughs> um you know if they can't see if he just pushes one forward or whatever but i think eventually um he's just 
it it's just not you know enough for him and even with all his obvious throwing <laughs> they still end up they still that, win well and they win kind of accidentally because um Calaton actually so Calaton puts it together. It, I mean, it looked like crap. They should have been able to tell it, this was not the way an arch should look. So then they have to start over and they do it again and they run back and they beat Lenena to the mat by like a second, except that there are two symbol pieces wrong. And so, yeah, Lenena accidentally wins immunity. Um, you know, and I mentioned last week that could happen if they're, if you're the only one trying. I do think he could have tried even more and yet somehow because nobody noticed, like nobody said anything. Nobody noticed. How do you not notice the guy in goggles doing cartwheels? Yeah, I couldn't tell if they, they were all so engrossed in what they were doing that they just weren't really paying attention or it's just British people being British and, and <laughs> being polite and thinking Chris is doing something really weird and annoying right now. We just won't say anything. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, I, but it just made me, th- I mean, I found it infuriating, especially because he hadn't shared the plan with anyone but Ashley. So I really just thought if I was on his team, I I would be furious and, and I would, he would just be my number one target at that yeah. point. I just would be thinking the next time we're at tribal council, his name is going on a bit of paper. I really think he has done himself absolutely no favors. Um, I, I I think it's a bad call. Yeah. But the thing is, you know, we'll find out later, you know, not to jump ahead. It doesn't seem like anyone noticed. I really yeah. don't think they did. Well, I, I kind of think they one or two people did notice, but but we'll get we'll okay. get there. Okay. All right. So Calaton now has to figure out which way they're going to go. Uh, lots of discussion among the original Calaton about how they're uh, fooling the original Lenena, and then among Shy Lawrence, uh, Doug, and Pegleg about how they're voting for Jess. Uh, Doug says he only trusts Pegleg, and they've been tight since they jumped off the boat. Which is interesting because it never really seemed quite that much to me. Um, and, and like you said earlier, they've kind of bypassed what happened in the previous episode, or maybe right. it was two episodes back with the, the idol and yeah. Peg like being annoyed that Doug and that's now just erased. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, I mean, maybe that's why he was willing to swap because he knew two of them had to go. And he didn't want to separate himself from Pegleg. Yeah. Um, and so even though we saw him being close to Ren, he was tighter with Pegleg all along. But then, like, why did you hide the idol from Pegleg to begin with? Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't get me wrong. I believe it's always correct to hide the idol from people. But it's... um. Yeah, it's just very, uh, very, very strange. Um, But again, maybe it helps to explain why the swap took place the way it did. Yeah, this this whole discussion about Peg and Duck, Mm -hmm. sort of, after the challenge loss, I I suppose I did think, oh, it makes sense. Of course they lost. You know, when you look back in hindsight, I thought, oh, 
that's why they spent so long at the beginning of the episode showing us all the discussions and that you know between about Doug and Peg being worried so I thought oh yeah the edit makes sense now of course they were going to lose that's mm-hmm. that's why we got all that sort of foreshadowing I suppose at the beginning of the episode yeah I mean sometimes they'll put it at the beginning because they know that they're going to win and they have no other place to put it because once they lose they want to focus on the tribe who loses but in this case it yeah. was it was you know yeah, let's vote, you know, and these are the ones who are going to lose. We might as well set this up. Um, so Jess approaches Doug and Pegleg to try to get them to vote shy instead, probably because she had indicated she's worried about one of them having an idol. And, you know, Doug talks about how it might make more sense to vote out shy. Now, if I'm him, I do not trust Jess at all. For a couple reasons. One, it's only three in a six-person tribe, so not a majority. Uh, two, she she just came out of nowhere in like the last you know the last few minutes before they go into tribal council to be like, oh no, come with me and let's do this. It's it reeks of desperation. Yeah. So yeah, I you know going into, um. You know, going into tribal council, I'm thinking that Jess will, in fact, go. Um, They get to tribal council and Joe asks Joel, asks Shy, who is a threat to his game when they merge? And Shy correctly answers. They all are because there's only one winner. But he's not thinking of making any big moves at this point. Uh, Shy says it's an individual game, but you need trust to go forward. And Pegleg says you can't trust anyone. And they're both kind of correct. Um <laughs> So with that, it's time to vote. And obviously, I'm just ignoring all the silly questions that are meaningless, uh, which is most of them. Um, <laughs> Nathan votes Doug. Shy votes Jess. And that's all we see. Joel reads the vote. Uh, Jess, Doug, Doug, Jess. And now the important ones, Jess and Jess. So my read was right. And now we have an all-male tribe, which is something I don't think we've seen anywhere on Survivor since we had seasons that were split by gender to start with the men against the women. Okay. Um, so with that, did we ever get to what you thought I was going to start this episode complaining about? Oh, I thought it was the, the, uh, it's my mistake. It's, I thought it was going to be about the idol and the fact that it had expired, mm. but that was just me being a fool. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do have some other um, okay thoughts or questions just before we, head on to the next episode okay um that i'm sure you can answer one is just a sort of technical thing what is the term that we're using in survivor for someone being voted out i mean is that the is that the term we we don't say banished or evicted like big brother right it's just it's it's just voted out voted out yeah okay that's fine yeah i yeah i know it it, there's a special term for it in big brother there's a special term for it in the traders but yeah just Throw it out. Yeah. Sent packing. Uh, yeah. They they need uh they need some some snazzy island esque uh, term. Too too late, <laughs> too late for that. Uh and my, my other question, I I went on a bit of a sort of daydream when I was watching because uh and in this episode, Jess looks uh, really sunburnt. And so I thought, hmm, I assume that they're given sunscreen, at least. Like, they've got to take care of them that way. 
And then I started thinking about all sorts of other things, like what about contact lenses? Like I wear contact lenses. What are we? You know, are are they allowed? What you know? What are they allowed and what are they not allowed? I mean, Surely I think some other people are wearing contacts. Yeah, I can't speak to what Survivor UK is doing, but on you know US Survivor, yes, they are given, um, they are given sunscreen. Now, does that always help? No. Um, as anyone who has ever gone to a beach on a hot day knows, if you don't reapply it very frequently, mm. yeah, uh, you will end up you know red as a strawberry. Um, and so yes, there are some people, there are some well-known US survivors who played the entire game glowing bright red. Um, um, and then, uh, you know, especially since like you said about, uh, Richard, you know, when he was, you know, when, what was he, the first one voted out and, and you said something like, he's not used to all this sun, you know, he's used to being in the rain and the fog and the Scottish Richard. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, and then, and then as far as contacts, yes. Uh, there are typically small medical kits and it has like any daily medicines that people have to take. It has um, uh, feminine products. Yeah. It has things like contact lenses also. Um, and so sometimes what you'll see is scenes of players wearing glasses at some point and sun and, and contacts at other points. And it just, yeah, it really depends. Yeah, it was the challenge that made me think of it because a big part of the challenge was diving underwater. And I just immediately thought, oh, I would struggle with that because I would need to open my eyes and I can't do that without my contact. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then some players had had like big goggles on. And so I thought, this is a big discussion about contact lenses I'm having, but it's very important to me. Yes. <laughs> so uh, it was just, these were just questions that came up in my mind, these practicalities. Yeah. yeah. And they aren't, you know, natural questions of where, you know, where are we uh, with that? Um, you know, I believe that the med kits also have condoms in them, but I <laughs> also believe they have never been necessary. Uh, uh, not yet. Not yet. Uh, um, but, uh, um, I know that, for example, uh, there's there's one player that uh, went out there and he's been on my podcast several times and he in a challenge, his inner thighs were rubbed raw. And so some of the women went and got feminine uh, uh, napkins and mm-hmm. taped them on his <laughs> thighs to help uh, help him heal. And so he was walking around with those on. Nice. Love so, that. yes. So, yes, these are questions that people have been asking for a long time. So it's only natural that you would, too. Yes. Anything else before we move on to episode eight? Uh, no, only that the there was a little sort of next time on Survivor preview, which I actually normally don't watch, but mm-hmm. I, I saw a little bit of it this time. There was a clip of Lee having a go at Chris in the next episode, and I literally can't decipher a word he is ah. saying. <laughs> so I was very much looking forward to that. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. All right, well, we'll get there now as we move into day 18. And we hear from Leilani about how hard it is with no food, no sleep, and especially no friends and family. And that last part is a very typical hint on Survivor that something related to friends and family is coming. Yes. Uh, Christopher tells us that he worries about Doug, but Leilani thinks they voted out Shy because Shy is the ultimate game player. He will stab anyone in the face. Oh, my <laughs> Lord. Not even the back, right? The face. Yes, in the face. I noticed that, too. Uh, they cannot trust him, so he will be discarded. Now, first, as we're watching this, I don't know where this, she gets this from. We have not seen this. We have yeah. not seen this evil demon, uh, you know, but, you know, I mean, the same thing happened on U.S. Survivor in the season. There was this small young woman. And they talked about her like she was a monster from hell. She will <laughs> literally sneak up on you and cut your throat. <laughs> and we're watching this like she's a YouTube singer. She's I, she's not Freddie from, you know, the Friday, the 13th movies. What is going on with people? <laughs> so people just get these ideas in their head. Yeah, I and I, I noticed this, too. And. I, I mean, is it is it simply the fact that he seems like a very quiet, introverted person? I mean, is that enough to make people think that he's a, a horrible guy? But moreover, I sort of thought, well, is he? Do you hate him because he wants to win? Don't you yes. all want to win? Yeah. And no, when I mean, when yeah. she says no, he he'll backstab everybody. I thought, well, you can't backstab everybody. You you can vote somebody out. And then, and then, maybe yeah, maybe you can you make an alliance with mm -hmm. somebody, and then you go back on that later on. But he's not backstabbing everybody all the time. Everybody's doing the same as everybody else. You're voting in secret. You don't know. I just don't know what he's doing that is so different to anybody else, or what he's doing that is so bad, other than trying to win the game. So I, I, I think, think she, she needs to calm down. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a big part of it. And we'll we'll get to more at, at the end of the podcast. Um, I, I looked at their BBC interviews and I think there's some information um, uh, for, you know, from his that will be informative. But okay. a lot of it is he's just been vilified since day one. And, you know, once someone is on the outs, you know, people just vilify them even more and more. And that's the way these games work. It makes them feel better about getting rid of them is to you know, build them up into some horrible person. And yes, I think a lot of it is he's playing the game. And as we have seen and talked about, Leilani is clearly not playing the game. 
<laughs> yeah. you know, she is playing happy fun time. And so I, yeah, I, I just, you know, I, I don't know fully where she gets it, but, um, you know, I, uh, but again, she continues to ignore that her own friends voted her out. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we switch to Calaton and Joel again goes to the weird narration thing where he tells us that Shy is a key member of the tribe. Okay, thanks, Joel. Um, <laughs> Doug tells us that the previous tribal council was absolutely critical to the rest of this game. I, I, I mean, yeah, you were the target otherwise, Doug, so you wouldn't have had the rest of your game if it weren't for <laughs> Shy and Lawrence. So, uh, yes, it was critical. I agree. Um, but Doug and Pegleg still don't trust those two, and they want to get back to their original Lenena allies. Um, Nathan feels pretty down, so they were worried about him like coming at them strong. But no, he just you know kind of depressed. He's surprised at the depths people will go to in terms of lying in this game. Hey, Nathan, welcome to yeah. Survivor. Yeah, I I wrote this down too that that he's. Similar to Leilani, he's sort of shocked that somebody would lie. Yes. And I think this that's why are you shocked by that? This is what you're here for. <laughs> yeah, I uh just before uh, a little before we recorded this, I actually posted this clip on my TikTok and um and on Twitter. And uh Shy liked my tweet about it. So, you know, make of that <laughs> what you will. Um so um now, as I expected, when we heard Leilani talking about missing family, they find letters from home uh, and they have weepy moments as they read the letters to each other. Uh, among the stories that we do hear that I'm going to actually mention, because most of them, you know, while important to them, not so much important on this podcast. Um, we hear from Lee about how he lost his brother and his mother, which finally humanizes him compared to yeah. the kind of cliche that we've seen of him up to this point. Yeah, I, I have quite a lot of thoughts about this section, actually. So it takes up a huge chunk of the episode. It takes up mm -hmm. about 22 minutes of this entire episode. At, at first, and I want to know your thoughts on this too, at first when these messages appear, I, I sort of rolled my eyes and thought, <laughs> my, my, my instinct was, we're only halfway through the season. I, ha I have this sort of same mm -hmm. reaction on um, Big Brother for example, shows where, it, in my experience, it used to be the case that letters from home would arrive right towards the end of a season when they've been there for weeks mm. and weeks, maybe even months. And now, the in, on UK TV anyway, that, that seems to have changed and they've brought it forward so much. Anyway, I I immediately thought, they've how long have they actually been here? What, like, Two or three weeks. They, I mean, I don't mean to sound cold, but I thought. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's day 18. So cold. two and a half weeks plus they probably had a week of downtime, um, at least, you know, that they had to leave and yeah. become acclimated, you know, travel, become acclimated, make sure to go through COVID, whatever COVID protocols are still in place and uh, things yeah, like true. that. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm so used to. I, I think these sort of things should happen much later on in a series. However, and I and I was going on a rant in my mind, 
Three minutes later, I'm then hysterically crying <laughs> at these stories going, oh, it is so sad and awful. Oh, there's so many, so many deaths I feel for these, but I feel so bad. So, I, I mean, it worked. It, yeah. it did what it was supposed to do. Yeah. And, and the fact, at first I started to think, I wonder if they were going to keep these letters to later, but maybe production stepped in and thought actually morale's really low let's just give them the letters now but actually no because Leilani's letter literally says you're halfway through so the people writing the letters knew that they would be delivered at this point Mm -hmm. so that was all planned I yeah I I just I was theorizing about why do they do this and why do they do this at this point in the show and I I guess I've actually ended up coming away thinking oh no I think it was a good thing that they did this because, like you said, I found out so much more about several of the players Mm -hmm. than I had found out at all until this point. Um, I mean, even one or two episodes ago, I still feel like there were some people whose names I didn't know. And now I know a bit more about them, and so I care more about how they get on in the competition. And also, it's probably brought all them a bit closer together, but that's really good in terms of tension and drama because now they have to vote each other mm-hmm. out, and that's as a, as a, in a really horrible way is, is um, more exciting to watch. Yes. Uh, so yeah, I went through I went through a whole cycle of emotions at this part. Yeah, I don't mind letters now. I don't actually like. Okay, so Australian Survivor they bring family members out. Uh, okay. Um, late or at least they used to. I don't know if they mm-hmm. still do or started again. U.S. Survivor used to bring them out about two thirds to three quarters of the way through, I think. Um, and then obviously you know stopped with COVID because of all the protocols and everything, especially in Fiji. Um. Australian Survivor would bring them out like for the last challenge. Like, here are the final three, and here's your family going to watch you doing the last challenge. Yeah. To me, I, yeah, I guess, but it's like they're going to see them in two days anyway at this point, <laughs> you know? So, um, so I don't mind doing it in the middle. Um, something like a show like Big Brother, where the whole point of it is to be disconnected and just have this house for a long period. I don't mind not having any outside contact, although in the U.S. version, the person who wins head of household each week gets a letter from home. Oh, okay. And sometimes on U.S. Survivor, usually on U.S. Survivor, these letters come as part of a prize. So they would have had a challenge, like a reward challenge. And let's say they had, you know, another takeaway meal. Um. And then they would have gotten there and found, oh, look, there are letters. So only one tribe would have gotten it. So it kind of heightens the stakes a little bit. But here, I guess, first season, they, they want to you know play nice with everyone. And so they give everyone the letters. Um, now, like you said, we learned a little bit more and, you know, it finally humanized Lee. And that feeling about Lee lasted, uh, you know, about, you know, two minutes, because after sharing all their emotions, <laughs> Uh, we get to the part where Christopher feels like he has to tell his allies that he tried throwing the last challenge. Yeah, I and, my my notes just say no in big yeah. letters. Why, yes. I, why does he feel compelled to tell them this? I don't know. I don't know. It, it's like it's again this feeling of uh, 
we're so close. I can't lie to them. Well, yes, you can. Stop it. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I also immediately knew it wasn't going to go well, especially with Lee. And hey, guess what? Uh, so he calls out Chris for not telling them and because it still didn't work. And then he lectures him on how he should have done it. Now, that was not the reason I thought Lee would be upset. I thought Lee would be upset because of honor and integrity and high morals. But no, he's upset because you did it wrong. Um, <laughs> and so and then he just spirals from there. Like it, it just goes completely out of control as he lectures Chris and Chris is sitting there getting more and more annoyed. And eventually at the end, they seem to get to the point where they agree they'll throw it as a group. Right when it would be riskiest to throw it as a group because Lee and Chris are so pissed off at each other. Yeah, although I, I I'm a, I'm a little bit surprised at your reaction. I'm I'm surprised at myself because I'm actually on Lee's side here. <laughs> I found Chris incredibly patronizing in this conversation. Oh wow! And I understand that the Lee Lee is that only Lee. because he was the only one you could understand in the conversation. <laughs> no, eventually I could understand ninety percent of what Lee was saying. Okay, um, and and the others were saying. Oh, Lee just kept going on and on, and mm -hmm. yeah, he was sort of spiraling, and he lost his temper a bit. But I kind of understood him losing his temper. Like, I think I'd be really annoyed as well. But I, I, I found I found Chris patronizing, and Chris says this really ridiculous thing. It it cuts to his interview, and Chris says, "I think the reason he's annoyed is because he wasn't in on the plan." Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's why he's annoying. Like, that's not a revelation. That's incredibly obvious we we got that chris thank you yeah. <laughs> um and then and then in his interview as well chris is almost like doing an impersonation of lee and he's he's losing his mind a little bit i found it very very strange so i i understood why lee was very annoyed uh so i actually found myself on his side here i mean i understand it too but lee just has such a reaction to everything that, you know, again, it's Survivor. You have to work with these people. Yeah, Getting, yeah, getting yes. openly pissed off at them that much and yelling at them uh, it, it, and berating them, it doesn't do any good. Yeah, that's that's true. And I guess somebody could have made, I also thought somebody could have intervened a little bit and said, right, guys, let's just kill off. I think both stop. of them were like, I, mean, I don't want to get of, in the middle here. <laughs> yeah, I guess everyone just sort of sat around and watched yeah. the two of them have at it. So, yeah, it was, again, you know, Chris could have avoided the whole thing by not telling anyone. Exactly. Um, and so. one, one more thing is that, and I, I've, I've wanted to mention this every episode, and I'm going to mention it now. Before they go to a challenge, Lee does this pep talk thing where mm -hmm. he, like, gathers them around and talks to the troops. <laughs> I know I just said I was on Lee's side a minute ago. I hate these pep talks. <laughs> I find it so annoying. Like, I mean, I'm not a particularly rebellious person, but I, if I had to stand and listen to Lee try and rouse me for battle, I just... I just would want to walk away. <laughs> yeah, he's. I, I don't need you to, to make me want to win the challenge. Yeah, he is not the first to do that. And I have the same kind of eye rolling reaction <laughs> to it also. Uh, it's just, you know, 
it's just like um sure okay yeah go go team yeah yes thanks thank you thank you braveheart yeah yeah <laughs> freedom <laughs> exactly um, immunity <laughs> um now uh so that yes yeah, so they go ahead to the immunity challenge uh because and just so in case anyone's listening and say well wait they skipped the reward challenge well they all got their rewards they were the letters so there was yeah. no challenge yeah. um and uh so Calatan walks in and Leilani is very upset that Jess is gone. Uh Tanuke isn't happy either. Tanuke says she loved Jess. Well, then maybe you shouldn't have abandoned her and swapped tribes then. <laughs> True. You know, uh Leilani says Jess gave everything and she's a great person, and there's there was no good reason to vote her out. Uh, Leilani, can I can I bring up a suggestion called strategy, <laughs> the game? But those yeah. things seem to be foreign concepts to Leilani and some of the other players there. Um, so the the challenge is a classic. Uh, each person stands on a narrow perch with one hand above them attached to a barrel of water. They move too much, the water dumps on them, and they're out. The one change is this whole guide rope idea thing they i to my knowledge they've never had that before um yeah. and i noticed that not everybody used it at first so they were yeah, given it as an option yeah he said some something them... yeah he said you can use it yeah um i don't know why you wouldn't then i mean I'm, it looks like it's helping you out a little bit so i don't, I don't maybe, know why you didn't all just take it maybe you don't want to rely on it and then have to drop it and then I guess, lose your yeah. balance that way yeah sure um so I, I, these perches seem smaller than the ones that I'm used to seeing, but it's, I mean, that's hard to tell. Um, I actually prefer this as an individual challenge, which is the way it's usually run. And you could tell, cause it, it is individual, you yeah. know, but I don't like tribe challenges that are dependent on a single person to save them. Mm -hmm. um, and the doing it as an individual challenge has played a big role in saving some people in U.S. Survivor. Uh, one of my favorite uh, players in Survivor All-Stars, uh, Sheehan, was saved this way. She knew she was the target and she was the one who, you know, won this challenge and they, they couldn't vote her out. Uh, my Why Blank Lost uh, podcast co-host came in second in this challenge on her season when she felt she really needed it. Now, she wasn't voted out right afterwards, so she didn't need it quite as badly. But unfortunately, sometimes by coming in second in these challenges, it highlights how good you are. And then people want to target you later. Um, but anyway, they ran it as a team challenge and it wasn't much of a challenge because Shy dropped out and then Ashley. And then Pegleg and then Doug and then Nathan and then Lawrence. And so. Just like that, when then a wins. Uh, all that testosterone did not help them balance. <laughs> yeah, I, I found it a little bit underwhelming, especially compared to the previous the challenge in the previous episode. That that was so physically intense mm -hmm. and had different parts to it. You know, they had to go into the water first and right. get the chests and bring them back on shore. And whereas this was sort of very, very straightforward, right? Simple task, last as long as you can. And it didn't last that long. Right. <laughs> um, so it, it, 
yeah, it just felt so much more simple than the previous episode. Uh, so I didn't didn't have much to get excited right. about. Yeah, um, I, I I like having a variety of different challenges for different skills. But again, I would prefer if they would have left this until the individual portion of the game. Yeah, yeah. Um, I did, you know, rely on Leilani, of course, to make a comment because I I uh, made a note. And I've, yes. I've written Leilani did something I think David hates. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she's just like, and she, yeah, she pointed out, well, you know, Jess is really good at balance. Just saying. Yeah. Way to make friends and influence people, Leilani. You know, she just, she really just is not playing this game at all. Yeah. I, she just sort of went out of her way to provoke them there. And I, yeah, thought it was a little bit foolish. Yeah. Short sighted. Yeah. So the Calaton guys go back to camp and we hear from Nathan. He says, I think Shy is conniving, backstabbing, dishonest, disloyal, and then <laughs> says all the other discs. Um, so again, with these attacks on Shy's character, uh, he wants to get Doug and Pegleg on board because Shy isn't a man of his word, says the guy who isn't in an alliance without or yeah, without Shy for the whole game. But Shy's the one without, you know. I, I guess that's because he never gave his word to Shy, so that makes it okay. Um, the three original Calaton supposedly debate targeting Doug versus Pegleg um, and decide if they get rid of Pegleg, there's a chance Doug will work with them while the reverse isn't true. But after that whole conversation, Nathan isn't buying it and says that Shy and Lawrence will do what's best for Shy and Lawrence. Again. Yeah, that's that's kind of the point of the game. Yeah. <laughs> I find the discussions so awkward here because there are only five of them. And who whoever you're talking to, when they when they talk in twos or threes, you're kind of always talking to someone knowing that the other person is probably lying. Like right. I, I mean right. there's there's so many just sort of very obviously false conversations. Mm -hmm. That it just feels uncomfortable. Yes. Yeah. And there were more of them. I think so. You mentioned having 22 minutes spent on the letters. And, yeah. you know, when they were done with the immunity challenge, I looked at the time and I was like, there's only five people to talk here. How are we going to fill this time? And I think it's because that immunity challenge went so quick and they couldn't drag it out more. And, they, you know, so they were like, uh, we have to fill the time with something letters and conversations that mm -hmm. you know don't really mean anything <laughs> um so yeah um uh, anyway after that conversation after that fake conversation shy and lawrence uh go off together and confirm they will actually target nathan which is what i had expected uh it maintains potential loyalty with doug and pegleg plus when they talk to doug and pegleg doug notes that it gets rid of a big player who they might not otherwise be able to get rid of later. But separately, Pegleg says he sees Shy as a threat and wants to move forwards with people he can take out when needed. I mean, I I don't know why you would say that about Shy and not about Nathan. Uh, you know, but apparently he sees a difference there. Um, And then Doug, of course, as we mentioned, sees Pegleg as a close ally who will help him win so he needs to keep him happy. And again, this takes me back to uh, this must be why he swapped with him, because he just thinks somehow Pegleg, he's going to be able to you know, ride with Pegleg to the end here. Yeah. 
Um, so Doug talks to Nathan and reveals the not so big secret that Shy is after him. Nathan promises undying loyalty if they vote out Shy. And so I'm, you know, kind of trying to figure out what's the best thing for them to do. It seems like they should vote out Nathan because they have a solid four plus Doug and Pegleg's allies on Lenena when they merge. But when Nathan promises them loyalty, I think they're more likely to believe he actually means it uh, compared to the clearly very villainous shy. <laughs> um, and he has the other three original Caledonians over at Lenena. So he actually has allies there, too. Now, the problem is, you know, like I just mentioned, Doug and Pegleg have their allies over there, too. Uh, in fact, they were planning to throw a challenge to vote out Nathan's allies. So uh, I don't know how this will all sort out when um, when it when it comes together. But the, the repeated mentions of shy as a snake makes me think the show is setting him off, setting him up to get the boot off today. Yeah, well, they've been setting that up. <laughs> almost since the start of the season. I know, but there's just so many mentions of it in this episode that it's like, okay, it, it's pretty clear they're they're getting rid of Shy. At least that was my read on the situation. Yeah, and I was, the numbers are so small now mm -hmm. that it's far more likely it's actually going to happen. Mm -hmm. So we go to Tribal Council and we'll find out if I was right. Uh, Joel asks about the response to Jess getting voted out. And Lawrence says he thinks the three original Calatan on Lenena were being a bit naive, and it's easy to be shocked when you're not the one having to make the decisions. I agree with everything Lawrence said. Um, and then Doug and Pegleg, unsurprisingly, say the tribe made the right decision. Yeah, you wouldn't be here otherwise, Doug. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> Um, Doug continues that it's not about old tribe or new tribe. It's about surrounding yourself with the people you can trust the most. And then a further discussion of trust ensues with shy once again, noting that only one person wins. And I mean, yeah, you know, this goes back to our conversation much earlier in the podcast where, you know, you were talking about old tribe versus new tribe, and it really is about who you could trust the most. It's just that if you spent two weeks with the same people and you have all voted the same way repeatedly, you feel like you can trust them more than someone you've just met. Sure, that makes sense. So, all right, Joel asks, if anyone's plan has changed since getting to tribal council, all of them, of course, say same plan. no. Yeah, it's the same plan, because rarely does a plan actually change at tribal council, and there's nothing that we saw that was said at that tribal council that would have changed anyone's mind. So it was a silly question in my opinion. Yeah. But it also made me think, even though they, they're all saying, Oh, same plan. I'm sticking with mm -hmm. the plan. Same plan. I thought some of them think that their plan is something that it isn't. <laughs> so I right. sort of thought, which plan are you referring to? Because some of you are clearly double crossing one another. And what I thought is you really ought to have a secret code at tribal council. You need to have some sort of word uh, or gesture, probably a word you're going to use mm -hmm. to indicate to someone in your alliance 
that you're going to do what you said you were. I think you need something to let the others know you're still about to do what you promised you would do. Uh, I just, I just feel like saying, "Yes, I'm sticking with the plan." Doesn't necessarily, and it, well, it clearly, well, I'm right because yeah, right. Uh, Shy and Lawrence think one thing is happening right. that is not happening. I mean, that that's always the case. So the thing is, even if you had a code word, it would still work that way. But it's funny because there have been historical situations uh, where historical in previous survivor situations where like they have told someone like we're going to pretend that we're voting you out mm -hmm. so we're going to act like we're doing it but don't get upset or you can act upset but just know we are voting with you it's all an act and then sometimes the person will just break anyway and they'll be like what's going on here this is you <laughs> So in their head, it's fine. They understand. But when it actually happens, their emotions come up. Yeah. There's a great scene. Uh, the late Keith Nail uh, was in a it, it, it's now a well-known phrase saying in U.S. Survivor. And people are talking about different things. And he and just busts out. And he's like, we just need to stick with the plan, you know. <laughs> and so. So, yeah, there's there's there, there's what you have to do. You got to stick with the plan. Yeah. Um, so time to vote. Uh, Nathan writes shy S H Y misspelling <laughs> it on purpose as a final insult to him. It's like, okay, that's mature. Um, <laughs> shy votes, Nathan, uh, obviously no surprises there. Uh, Joel reads the votes, Nathan, Nathan, oh, shy, before shy, shy. Joel, oh. Joel reads them. <laughs> he asks as he always does. If anyone has an immunity, idol. Yeah. and I just thought, no one has used one all season. Is it just? And I know I'm used to Survivor, but I thought, why? Why haven't you given them more opportunities to find idols? Like they've only come up in one episode. Well, it just seems like such a. If you're gonna, if Joel's gonna ask about it every episode, can can you can you not give them some more to, to well, use? The funny thing is, I am fairly well known on my other podcast for being against an overabundance of idols and advantages and, <laughs> and twists. So, uh, you know, and this is a very what people would call old school type season. I think that they probably don't want to confuse the, the new UK viewers too much by inundating them with a bunch of idols. The other possibility is that they're out there and these players just haven't found them. Um, and that's why they're yeah. not talking about them. And am I misremembering? Didn't so uh, Doug and uh, Ren knew about the idol in their tribe, mm -hmm. and Doug found it. Mm -hmm. Did the other tribe? I think it was Lawrence on the other tribe. Did did anyone ever find the other one? No, no, because okay. uh, he didn't get a clue. Yeah, and yeah. apparently, whatever hunting they've done has not led them to, you know. And it, it's my guess is that they have all been looking, and they just haven't found it. Because usually they won't show us if someone's looking and just hasn't found it because okay. it's not important unless it's a situation where they know they're in danger. They know that they're about to get voted out. So they go look and look and look. Then they'll show it. But n under normal circumstances, they probably won't. OK, I, I'm assuming someone has got to find one in the rest of this season. They, we can't have Joel asking every single tribal council if anyone has an immunity idol and no one ever has one. So well, I mean, it's possible, but yeah, I, I, you know, <laughs> I mean, sometimes they'll do things like 
it's possible there was a clue hidden in the Indian takeaway and people just didn't know to look for it. Oh, okay. Um, you know, you know, it's we don't know. We don't know what what they've been giving them and what they haven't. So. um, So, yeah, uh, like I said, you know, shy gets voted out. Uh, my prediction based on the edit alone was correct. Um, and then Joel says nothing will unite a tribe like a common threat. But now that one's gone, who's next? Yeah, but Joel, the, the tribe wasn't united behind a, 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 a common threat. Lawrence didn't vote against Shy. Did you not notice that there were two votes the other way? So once again, Joel is trying to jam in something that sounds profound, but doesn't actually make any sense in context. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess Joel's not actually writing these parts and it's it says just being handed these strange platitudes and be told, read this, Joel. It sounds profound. Maybe. Goes, okay. <laughs> I, I mean, most of the hosts seem to make it up themselves or something. I don't know. He, I would think that maybe he's it. enough of an actor, comedy writer that he could, you know, but he maybe you're improvise. right. But it's sure. like, yeah, this it, it doesn't make sense. Stop it. All right. So next time in the previews, merge. So we'll find out how everything shakes out with uh, Doug and Peglegs, Lenena allies, you know, compared to Nathan's allies. Uh, so that that should be pretty interesting, I think, to see. But before we get to that, um, you know, what are your thoughts so far on this episode and just so far? Uh, my thoughts are I I'm excited about the merge. Um, I. I like when the numbers get smaller because I think it really wraps up the tension mm -hmm. when there are only so many people left in a, in a tribe. I mean, it's going to change now, but like, and like in this last episode, there were only five people. And I said, Oh, it feels so uncomfortable when they're clearly lying to one another, but there's an enjoyment in that discomfort <laughs> yes. as a viewer. Like that's fun and mm -hmm. intense to watch. So I like that. It's the same with the traitors as the numbers get smaller the intensity grows and there's a sick enjoyment of that. <laughs> um, I, so I'm looking forward to what comes next because I don't know how that all operates. Mm -hmm. I don't know how the rules change from here on in. Uh, so I think that, you know, the next episode is going to be a little bit different. There'll be some stuff for me to learn. I, I did have one more sort of question or query about something that happened in episode seven. I know I'm going back a little bit. Mm -hmm. it, it's to do with Doug and Pegleg. So in episode seven, it's Jess who ends up being voted out. But and it was it, it came down to Jess versus Doug. We thought it was right. going to be one of those two. And the the feeling that I kept coming back to, and even in episode eight, was why was Doug the target rather than Pegleg? Yeah, it's interesting because in episode eight, they actually have a discussion and say we should get rid of Pegleg because Doug yeah. might still work with us. But in episode seven, they didn't show that discussion that led to why they were supposedly targeting Doug. I'm guessing they thought he was a bigger threat than Pegleg. Yeah, that's the only conclusion I could come to is this. And that, I guess that leads on to another broader question is 
how much in this game do you try and get rid of people who are threats or who are who are physically very good at the challenges? I know that that seems counterintuitive mm -hmm. because you want to win the challenges, but actually, is it an advantage of voting out really strong competition? Yes, especially as they near the time when they know the merge is expected. Mm -hmm. It is not uncommon to start voting out those sorts of people. Um, you know, and there's always this question and it's, you know, still ongoing. It has, you know, it, it's not an equation that can be solved because it depends on the individual people of when do you target the threats? Because it's kind of the reverse of what I was talking about, uh, you know, a couple podcast episodes ago about when someone, you know, like uh, way back when Ren was saying, yeah, let's get rid of these weak women. And it was like, there's only two weak women on the tribe and, and then you're next on the list. So, um, you know, if you're if you're someone who looks like a threat yourself. When do you want to start voting out the other threats? Because then it becomes a row of dominoes. Yeah. You know, like, OK, they voted out shy is Nathan next. Now, in this case, obviously, it was Nathan or Shy. So, of course, he wanted to get rid of Shy. But, you know, this is something Doug is going to have to deal with because Doug himself is something of a physical threat uh, as well as a strategic one. And so he's going to have to negotiate that. Uh, Lee, perhaps, you know, is I mean, not the strategic part. Um, and so, yeah, they're going to have to figure out, OK, when do we vote out the physical threats without giving the non-physical threats, the idea, hey, we should vote out you too. And so there have been various attempts to get the threats to work together and use each other as shields. Mm -hmm. The problem is they all, eventually they all sit there and go, well, I know that you're going to turn on me, so I have to turn on you before you turn on me. And then it just starts moving backwards to the point that they all do it too early and they all get voted out of the game. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see if that happens here or if people like Leilani are not exactly paying close enough attention. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to make a very strange comparison that you're probably not expecting. Okay. <laughs> it makes me think a little bit about RuPaul's Drag Race. Mm. <laughs> so in the, in the All-Stars seasons of RuPaul's Drag Race, RuPaul does not decide who goes home. It's the winning queen of the episode who decides who goes home. And nine times out of ten, they pick the weakest person. They pick the person who probably the judges would have also sent home. They pick the person who's not doing that well and isn't winning challenges. But sometimes... The winning queen picks the biggest competition and they send home the threat that they think actually that person could be yeah. if they make it to the final. And it's always a big shock and people are go, oh, I can't believe they just sent home this. And it's great TV, but uh, it's, it's interesting. Yeah, it's playing the game. You, you, you get know, to play with as a contestant. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's playing the game. And, you know, I mean, that's U.S. Big Brother. The, the most recent season had its flaws. Uh, mostly that almost all the challenges were geared towards the same type of physical player. And therefore, you know, he just kept winning over and over again. And they literally picked off, 
you know, in order of who is most likely to beat me at these challenges mm -hmm. and just pick them off one by one until they were left with, you know, two older women in the house, you know, plus this other alliance. And they're like, well, OK, you know, I mean, you you pretty much determined it here. Um, and so, uh, yeah, sometimes it really does just work that way. It, it just depends on your setup. Um, and did it did it work? Did that player then win yes. the season? Yeah. Okay, so he he did what many of us thought he should not do, and he did not vote out his close ally. Uh, going from either final four to three or three to two, he kept his close ally. He said, "I just want to play loyal," and we were all like, "Yeah, you just cost yourself, you know, a, a, you know, seven hundred and fifty thousand dollar prize." And then people voted for him anyway. And it wasn't because of the loyalty. It was because unbeknownst to either of those two, the other player had screwed up so badly in explaining his own game to the jury beforehand that they were like, oh, no, this, uh, you know, the guy who keeps winning the challenges actually is a better is more in control and playing better. I'm not sure I would agree with that, but part of the game is not just playing it. It's explaining it. And this uh, the guy who came in second. He played a, an under-the-radar game. He was making a lot of moves quietly. He was playing a social game, getting in good with people. No one ever wanted him out. He was playing a better game, but then he didn't explain it to anyone. And in fact, some of his, on U.S. Big Brother, they say they give goodbye messages too. And the good players will say, here's why you're going. I did this. I did that. I, you know, and. They'll explain what they did in the game. And apparently his goodbye messages were absolute crap. And, <laughs> you know, the players saw that. And when they talked about it, they were like, no, he's he's not doing anything, even though he was. He just didn't explain it well. Uh, so lots of people made lots of bad decisions that resulted in uh, to the answer to your question that you asked like five minutes ago. Uh, yes, that guy <laughs> ended up winning for that, you okay. know, Um. So, all right. What about other questions? Otherwise, I have a few thoughts here before we wrap up. Uh, all of my questions are now answered. All right. I'm satisfied. Okay. Well, last week I had criticized Doug for his decision, and I did continue that at the beginning this week. Mm -hmm. um, I'm I'm back to seeing that he realizes what he's doing. Uh, I, I I still think it was a huge risk. Yeah. He could have easily been voted out in episode seven. But, you know, based on just seeing how he's playing, maybe he saw something that made him realize that there were cracks with Shy and he could make use of those. That's, you know, and, and we already had talked about how, you know, he wanted, I, I think he wanted to stay with peg legs. So, you know, Doug, sorry, I questioned you. Um <laughs> Uh, now, I, I mentioned earlier that I looked at the BBC post-game, pre-game interviews. Yes. Uh, that weird combination interviews for Jess and Shy, And I was not surprised by what I saw for either. Uh, I had figured out that Shy knew Survivor, and I was right. In fact, he called himself a super fan who watched the show, the U.S. show, as a child and then caught up on the remaining, most of the remaining seasons. So he had a strategy to lie low early and try to seize control in the middle which didn't happen. Now, this is the part where having it post game, but showing it pregame is a problem because then he added, which it turns out is much easier said than done. 
So <laughs> his interview kind of gave away that he, he did not win. succeed in that. Yeah. Which is why you shouldn't do it that way, BBC. But again, I read it afterwards, not before. Um, so, yeah, he was a gamer. He was out there playing the game. And my suspicion is that he, you know, just rubbed some of these non-gamers the wrong way. Yeah, I get the impression. And again, it's it's difficult to tell as a viewer, but maybe he got so caught up in tactics and thinking incredibly Mm -hmm. logically about it. Maybe he just kind of forgot to be warm and to actually get on with people and form friendships or at least fake friendships yeah uh, that that seems to be what was missing i mean the other thing is if he's a super fan he's been watching survivor he knows how people play and then he gets to these newbies like leilani who's like how could you vote out jess she was so nice and she worked around <laughs> camp and and she gave it her all you know and i'm sure shy is just sitting there like oh my god God, what did I do to get stuck with people like this? So, you know, I mean, yeah, if you're expecting a bunch of fellow super fans and you get people who've never seen the show before in their lives, um, then, yeah. And that takes us to Jess's interview. There was no indication one way or the other, specifically if she'd seen the show before. But she said, I never really had a game plan. I just always said I would be true to myself and follow my heart and gut instinct. None of which surprised me and which tells me she probably had not seen the show before. Yeah, I think she mentioned she said that in episode seven as well, something about I just always follow my gut. And I thought that's that's not that reliable. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) clearly. Yeah. So now the interesting thing is she could end up making it much further because people are going to look at her and be like, yeah, she's no threat at this point. We can just keep her around. We don't care. Yeah. So uh, but we'll you know, we'll see as that progresses. Um, I will be doing uh, uh, just for, you know, the my uh, mini why blank lost uh, uh, videos on TikTok, YouTube and Instagram uh, about these two. So have a little bit more detail in like under two minutes uh, for for those. If people want to go go see them as I you know kind of tie everything together. Um, and also, if you if uh, anyone who wants to reach out, let me know what you think. I am all over social media and reality TV podcasting. I mentioned last week I finished my final podcast of the U.S. Big Brother season, which we just discussed, uh, discussing why uh, the winner won and the others lost. But I'm still going with uh, Survivor on the Rob Hess Podcast Network. The name of the show is Why Blank Lost. And, of course, I'm podcasting the Traders Canada right here on the Trader Podcast. Uh, so make sure to subscribe to get all of that. You can also find all my various accounts through my Linktree at Linktree slash David Bloomberg with a dot before the EE in Linktree in the URL. Or you can find me on most text-based social media like Twitter and Blue Sky as at David Bloomberg and on the video platforms, TikTok, YouTube, and Instagram as at David Bloomberg TV. Uh, I mentioned the Y Blank Losts that I do there. I also post uh, nowadays about three short reality TV videos on all the sites. Mostly it's clips with different thoughts. I mentioned like I posted the Nathan one. 
Uh, and incidentally, I mentioned earlier, you know, I posted that and uh, Shy liked it literally while we were recording. Uh, Christopher <laughs> also liked it. So, you know, uh, there's a couple people on this cast who uh, knew how to play the game and, you know, were at least uh, seemingly amused by Nathan's shock that people could lie. Um Anyway, uh, like I said, I post those sites, uh, post to those sites all the time. Uh, it's a combination of Survivor UK, US Survivor, Traders Canada, and House of Villains right now. Yep. And uh, like you mentioned, uh, you're covering the Traders Canada. So to keep up with the Trader podcast, and I'm going to make a prediction in a moment, uh, you can follow on Instagram or uh, at the Trader podcast or on X at the Trader Pod, and you can email me at the Trader Podcast at gmail.com. Now, normally, of course, the Trader is devoted to the traitors. I'm I'm going to make a prediction now. We're 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 you know we're into the second half of November. Mm-hmm. Uh the Traitors UK uh began it, I think it was the 29th of November 2022. It began on BBC One in the UK. So we're approaching that point now. My prediction, uh, they, they still haven't announced when the new season mm-hmm. is going to begin. We've had a little teaser saying coming soon. I'm going to predict that within the next week, we'll have an announcement of the date for Traitors UK season two. Um, that's what I'm thinking. So I think the next time we speak uh, for Survivor UK, we'll, we'll know when the next season of the Traitors UK is coming. Okay. I mean, completely right. wrong, but <laughs> and then yeah, and the, the Traders US has announced it's January, but yes. they haven't announced when in January yet. Nor have they announced if once again they're dropping all of them at once on us or spreading them out. And we're really hoping they spread them out. Yes, prefer it that way. Uh, so yeah, we will be back here in a week. I will be back in a couple of days to talk the Traders Canada. And uh, so everyone, like I said, you know, subscribe to the Trader podcast on whatever your preferred way of getting it is. Uh, and uh, that way you'll make sure that you never miss an episode. Until then, bye, everyone. Bye bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm hmm. 